It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Chemist Warehouse is home to the Life Space Probiotic range. Shop in store or online. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It's Tuesday, the 16th of November. It's just after 6 o'clock here. On the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show, what do we got? We've got a jam-packed show today. We're going to reflect on what was on the weekend. We had a little bit of a reflection yesterday. We want to delve into it a wee bit more, and we want to celebrate some champion Kiwis doing champion things around the world as well. But first, Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies, $1,476. Ten questions just after 8 o'clock. You have the chance, one of you have the chance to win $1,476 representing our 1476 AM frequency in Auckland. So make sure you stay tuned. I'll be just maybe giving you a little hand and maybe the first question because Matt yesterday uh, wasn't a great start (laughs) to the Baz and Izzy's frequencies, radio frequencies, uh, wee little quiz. But that's okay. I'll give you the first questions throughout the morning and then just after 8 o'clock you've got to give us a call and you can go. You can be in the chance to win that fourteen hundred and seventy-six bucks. How good would that be? That's what we do on SNZ. We just love giving away a bit of cash for you at home. Anyway, then to kick off the show, we want to catch up with young Kiwi trampolinist Dylan Schmidt as he prepares for the upcoming World uh, World Championships in Azerbaijan. The Olympic bronze medalist has big aspirations heading into it, so we'll catch up with him. Early on this morning, looking forward to chatting to Dylan. He is a bronze medalist at the recent Tokyo Olympics. So he is, uh, he won't be flying under the radar over there at the World Champs. So looking forward to having a we catch up with him. And then what a year for Heartland Rugby Championship. Over the weekend, we saw South Canterbury take out the Meads Cup. And then we saw Whanganui take out the Lahore Cup. This morning, Jason Kasky, the head coach, joins us. He is the head coach of Whanganui. And he's going to chat to us about the season and what the Lahore Cup win meant to him and his side in horrendous conditions as they beat North Otago on the weekend. So looking forward to chatting to Jason Kasky 
about the season's Heartland Championship. And then just after 8 o'clock, we want to delve into a bit more rugby. We want to delve into a bit more rugby. This time, we want to talk the All Blacks and the Black Ferns. Last round of the tour, as both sides uh, take on France. Lots of, lots of improvements needed from both sides, and Jim Kays will help us identify those, and we'll be delving into it just a wee bit more. Getting a bit more of an understanding. We haven't really spoken about the Black Ferns, and they've had a torrid tour. Torrid tour, trying to get things sorted over there. Three losses. It's been a tough old task for them, facing one and two in the world, England and France. So looking for some improvements heading into that. And then to finish off the show, Carolina Panthers re fans rejoice. The reason I support the Panthers is back. Cam Newton made his return to the NFL in dominant fashion, helping Carolina smash topside Arizona Cardinals. Senior writer for the Panthers, Darren Gant, joins us to chat through that. I can't wait to talk about Cam Newton, the one and only. He's back and he's ripping into it. So looking forward to chatting to that. Anyway, about time I cross over to my good mate. He's wearing his Atlanta Braves hat. He's up and about in Mata Mata. He's ready to go. He's had a great day on the golf course yesterday. We're going to talk about that and just delve into just get a bit more <laughs> of an understanding to that swing. You know, how are we looking heading into the donk? Are you feeling confident? Because you wouldn't believe it. We are partners. We're in the same group there, Bez. So I'm, I'm up and about, mate. We're just, they just can't separate us. Good morning, brother. They can't. Yeah, kia ora is. Kia ora, everyone. Yeah, they can't separate us, can they? And neither they should, is, because we are <laughs> Bez and Izzy for breakfast, co-host together. <laughs> um, I am pretty excited, mate. One more sleep, and then we're winging it down to the beautiful central Otago, Queenstown area. We were going to be parked up at Millbrook. And that is going to be delightful. And we're going to broadcast our show from down there on Thursday and Friday. We're going to be up nice and early. And then we're going to do our show. And we're going to bring you all the vibes that we possibly can. And plenty of insight into the sporting world. And what Kiwis are doing around, around the globe. And then we're going to go and play golf. And hopefully that's not too torturous. It was torturous yesterday because I went out and played here in Matter Matter with my my neighbour and and horse trainer, good friend Graham Richardson, and I was terrible. So I play off nine point niners and I shot a hundred and three. Yeah. Oh yeah. diabolical! So I'm heading into the Donk Flems tournament. Yeah, twenty of us boys, yep. and I've normally sort of run in the top half of the field. I am firmly heading towards the rear end of the donkey's trophy, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm going to have to find all of my strength and reserves to pull myself out of this one, but it won't matter anyway. We'll be able to, uh, we'll be able to have a good time down there. Um, plenty to talk about, mate. I'm looking forward to getting old Jimmy Kays on the show because I reckon he's pretty straight mm. up and down with his views on, on all things rugby. Mm. And, and the Black Ferns and AB's performances in the weekend will be hurting him, I'm sure. So he'll be pretty... He'll be pretty direct with that messaging. Obviously looking forward to talking to the other guests that we've got on, Dylan Schmidt, Jason Kusky, and Darren Gant. It will be great. But I'm also looking forward to hearing from you, mate. What about your day yesterday? What did you get up to yesterday? Was it a bit easy on the oh. on the tools? Yeah, Are yeah. You? I um I've got my father <laughs> my father in law here and he is um very handy. 
is as handy as they come. He doesn't sit down. He's always out and about. So yesterday after the show, he dragged me out. We went to Kaipoi ITM. And don't ask me, but we got a couple of bits of ply. We got a couple of bits of timber. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I went over to my neighbours. I grabbed his um, drop saw and I grabbed his skill saw. And we brought it all over here. And, yeah, so we got, uh, we got some little shelves that we had to build for um, just some storage shelves. So we were building those throughout the day. Uh, pretty much took us all day because we just, you know, potter around and then we get distracted and go try and do another job and come back. But, yeah, no, I was just, I was just uh, testing myself. Look, I've got no idea. I've got no idea, but Dave just I'm tells not me, sure, yeah, cut that. I'm not sure it's a good <laughs> idea for you to be on a drop saw or a skill <laughs> saw with your, with your most recent history of, say, motorbikes and, and maybe your accident-prone nature. Do you, do you think it's a good idea for you to be using that sort of do you remember machinery? Like, do you remember tech? Do you remember tech at high school? You know, when when you when you get that opportunity yep. to, to use the saw or just to use the angle, yep. you know, just to use something that's very dangerous, and your teacher's like yep. right Stay there away looking from over the your angle shoulder. Yeah, yeah, when your teacher's right there looking over your shoulder. Well, that that was my father-in-law. So I'm I'm cutting this little <laughs> bit of wood, and pretty much nothing can happen. Nothing can go wrong. And I'm 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 over this piece of wood, and I'm like, and he's like, and he's right there. He's like right there on my shoulder. He's pretty much giving me a hoongy, and I'm like. I'm like, Dave, <laughs> you're right, Dave. Like, I'm, I'm all right. I can cut this piece of wood, Dave. Like, come on, mate. I'm, I'm all right. And he's standing there, he's breathing down my neck, and then, zhonk, and I go through, and he goes, yep, well done. And then we go off, and then I just stand there, and he's like, yeah, grab that drill. So I'm pretty much a prospect. He's like, yeah, grab that drill. <laughs> yeah, grab that grab that pen, yeah, pencil, yeah, right there. Yeah, oh, mate. It was good fun. It was good fun. You never want your father-in-law breathing down your neck too close to you or anything. <laughs> uh, you want them... You want them. You want to get on well with them, but you don't want them too close. Just keep them just over yeah. there a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today we've got a. Today we're going to build a. What have we got today? We're going to build a workbench. I've got a workbench going in the, in out of my shed, and so we're building one of those today. And what else? <laughs> we're, do, we're doing lots of things. We've got lots of jobs because the thing is, you're building I a workbench with your The irony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, the thing is, oh man, the thing is, the thing is, on Wednesday, the win on Wednesday, I only told him yesterday I'm actually gone, and they're here till Sunday, so he's just grinding me. He's just we're out there grinding away because he knows I'm going on Wednesday for work slash golf tournament. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so, so we're we're working hard, mate. It was a good day. It was a good day. We it was really hot here. But um, um, I'm good. I'm looking forward to today. Those some races in Rotorua. We spoke about it beforehand, mm. mate. We've got a, you know, Jamie Richards and Stephen Marsh. have got a few horses racing today, and potentially Opie Bosson. He's riding, so that's just a tick for me. Ticking all the boxes right there to get on Opie. He's got something on his. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and he? he's come out and he's just he wants to win everything. Oh, Opie. He's got the bit between his teeth, yeah. I see he made a comment mm. that he's only riding about 80% at the moment, but he's hungry to, to ramp it up. So that is good signs for favourite backers because he will be on pretty much short price favourites every race that he goes out. So, yeah, good to have him uh, riding today at Rotorua. I think the Marsh team and the Richards team, or Tiaki, our side, uh, mm. team, there's some nice bets there today. And Ben Foote's got a couple of nice chances today as well. We'll get that later on from Louis 
in our Love Racing update. I'm sure he can tip us or steer us into a couple of winners a little bit later on, try and get paid on a Tuesday, get the bank up and about before we get down to Queenstown and blow it all on the golf course, <laughs> punting. <laughs> hey, um, mate, one thing I think we should, we should maybe um, after a little bit later on or maybe after the first our first um, little break, we should circle back on the Black Caps at some point. They're obviously moving on to um, yeah. uh, their, their next series, which is in just a couple of days. But we should put a little full stop on their World Cup performance. So we might mm. do that in about 10 minutes or so. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I'm keen, mate. I'm keen because, uh, you know, you've been there, you've done that. And, and when, when there's 24 hours between, it's quite hard to reflect because the emotions are quite, you know, still quite raw post that, that, that match and what went on, on in, in that game against Australia. But then when you have time to reflect, 24 hours on, I'm pretty sure we've both got our explanations and questions, you know, that we, that we want to be asking and maybe some what-ifs that, that potentially could have transpired if, if they'd done this or they did this differently. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, mate, in, in a couple of minutes about that. Um, I know you've had time to reflect overnight. Mm. And, and you at home as well, you've had time to reflect. Um on what just happened in that Black Caps match. So make sure you give us a text, double eight double three. Um, we've got a good question on the text line there from yesterday, Baz, from Tim, that I'll ask you in the next uh, couple of minutes. And then we'll just, yeah, get your reflections. Because, yeah, it's got, it, it, when it happens, you just it's hard to really summarise it. But then when I was driving down the road yesterday, <laughs> no, I remember exactly mm-hmm. where I was. I was turning the corner at these lights, and I just started thinking about some things, and what if, what if they did this differently? Yeah, how did it, mm. did it go so wrong? You know, could we had a different approach? Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to having a wee chat with you about that, bud. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. There's a little bit of time to reflect, eh? Because uh, it was raw yesterday, mm. you know? We came straight on air after, yep. you know, pretty much as soon as um, Queen Maxwell had hit that, the, the winning runs and yep. the celebrations and stuff. So instantly there's some there's some emotions that you're going through and then, and then you have some time to reflect. So we'll, we'll get into that shortly. Mm. But send us a text as well on double eight double three. Let us know 24 hours on your reflections on the Black Caps campaign and what maybe they could have done differently in the final and also what went really well for them um, during the final, keeping in mm. mind that in 335 days' time, they've got another opportunity at that title and, and that's going to come around pretty quick. And that, that, time, uh, that tournament is going to actually be in Australia. So it'll be different conditions which should suit the New Zealand side to a degree as well, so um, you know it'd be nice to get some 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 uh, thoughts from you guys on double eight double three. I'll give us a call on the Kennards High phone line oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven or talk some rugby as well. Talk to us about the ABs, the Black Ferns, what's going on there. Jimmy Kays will speak to us about it later on. He won't hold back. He'll be in there, I reckon. Give us <laughs> give us the inside scoop. <laughs> And we've got a few other things to chat about as well, mate. My golf swing for a start. What a disaster. What's wrong, Ben? It's a disaster, mate. Oh, what is it? Mate, like, it's everything is. So I think it's my grip. Yeah. It's my setup. <laughs> it's my takeaway. It's my club face at impact. It's my follow through. <laughs> it's my brain. It's yeah. everything. It's like grip pressure. It's just diabolical. You know, have you ever been there? See, I mean, I you're, could just, you're I, strong off the tee. But have you ever been there where you don't know where I, it's going? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I think the reason 
it starts going a little bit pear shaped. Is is just that you got you're, you're focusing on about twelve things that you're trying to perfect, and golf is about feel. I think you should definitely have the basic ones. You know, tempo. You want you want to be tempo. You want to have your club face square, and then just rip it and swing it. I reckon. Because that's when you're thinking, eh? You're thinking about your grip and you're holding it loose. Am I holding it too loose? Am I holding it too tight? And then you're thinking about where your feet are and blah, blah, blah. If you overthink it, I feel that's when, even when I was playing rugby, that's when I was horrible. You know, my mind's too busy. I got It's too full of noise. And then I just go pear-shaped. So I reckon we'll get down to Queenstown, mate, and we just rip into it and, and get into it. Get on the range. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great, but this doesn't it doesn't sound like any real sort of silver bullet answers there for me. <laughs> maybe I've just maybe maybe that is it. Just don't even think about it and literally stand up and just swing the club. That's what you're recommending. Seaball mm-hmm. hit ball. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll take that on board. We'll have a bit of time together, mate. It's gonna be great, man. Yeah. Uh, am I going to have to set the alarm in the mornings? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm rolling out at well, you five. You sort the golf swing. AM, I'll mate. sort the alarm. <laughs> 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 I'm rolling out in my blanket. <laughs> Just quietly, if you don't hear from Baz and Izzy down in <laughs> Queenstown, then Louie will take care of us and Trude's going to have to jump in because we might be a little bit tired. <laughs> and we apologise in advance to everyone for our non-participation <laughs> in Baz and Izzy for breakfast <laughs> down in Queenstown at the end trip. of the week. You'll be re- oh yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. Do we put it? Is. Do we get to put our invoices in for work trips? Uh, claimable expenses, I reckon. Surely, eh? <laughs> it must be claimable oh. expenses. Yeah, we are working. We're working down there. I look forward to it. I can't wait to get down in Queenstown, one of the great places in New Zealand, and we're lucky enough to go down there and spread the bubble. That is SCNZ. We're going down and we're representing SCNZ. How good? We just haven't told the other hosts yet, but that's okay. They'll understand and they'll soon figure it out. We'll be down in Queenstown. There we go. We've got a message for you, Baz, from Craig. He says, just take up knuckle bones, Baz. How good. <laughs> do they play oh, that in Queenstown? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They sure do. Yeah, anyway. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate that. Right, we're going to talk some black caps up after <laughs> this first break. We'll probably talk Queenstown for the next four or five days as well because we are pretty excited. It's 6.20 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. <laughs> Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's 25 minutes past six. We're just a couple of minutes away from Trudy and the news. We just want to delve into a bit more of the Black Caps and 24 hours on Baz McCullum, my good friend. Been able, had 24 hours to being able to reflect on that performance, mate. What's your initial thoughts and and you know overnight what, what were your reflections from that from that match, mate? Well, I think Tim's actually summed it up quite well. He sent us a message and he said, I'd like to know your thoughts on Guppy's not very uncharacteristic. He certainly put more pressure on Kane to generate run rate. Kane stood up and proved he's truly world class, but Gupp chewed up a few balls as a result. We possibly ended up 20 runs short. Look, 173 wasn't a, 172 was not a bad score at all, okay? And at the time, I, I felt it was, mm. it was enough. 
but probably on reflection, when you're looking at that lineup of Australia, know that they do bat as deep as they do. You probably have to yep. be a little, a little more bullish with how you try and target them with bat in hand. And and if we if we look at how New Zealand played, Kane Williamson got 85 or 48 balls and played uh, just a, an incredible knock. And and he sort of took down Mitchell Stark and he he, he was amazing. But outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot there. Is there really wasn't and you know, mm. 18 off 17 from Glenn Phillips batting in that number four position, which Devin Conway had operated in beforehand. They moved Phillips up, of course, rather than maybe maybe bringing in a, a Jimmy Neesham at that time or and giving them a left-hand, right-hand option. Um, Jimmy Neesham was very good right throughout that tournament with his strike rate. Was that a missed opportunity? The, but the most glaringly obvious part of our batting and I don't want to be overly critical of him because he's been an unbelievable player for us for a long time in, in white ball cricket. And what he what he did during my time as captain never ceased to amaze me as a player. Um, but, but Guppy, I just expected a bit more from Gupp. He got 28 off mm. 35 balls in a final. And, and that in isolation doesn't look great. But then when you strip it down, he was 16 off 15 to get underway in the final. And then his next 20 balls, he scored 12 runs. That's the time we need to be accelerating. And and all it did was it just took the air out of out of us. And, and Kane recovered to a degree, but it was a timid kind of message. And I just felt like yeah. in that final, if we look at it, we only really had two guys who really stood up. Kane with the bat yeah. and Trent mm. with the ball. And for a team which we rely so much on resource and, and being able to be the sum of all of the parts, it's not really a New Zealand mm. kind of performance. We relied on individual brilliance from two players to even compete in the final. I just felt like we sort of, we took a, I don't want to say we took a knife to a gunfight, but we, we took a gun, but we didn't fire any bullets outside of mm. outside of Williamson and um, Bolt. And I, I'd just like to see us be more aggressive in those situations. Look, the counter-argument to that is, 2015, I was opening the batting against Mitchell Stark, and you try to take an aggressive option, you get out. And and then everyone goes, oh, I need to spend a bit more time at the crease. But you know what? Like When you take on the Aussies, you've got to be prepared to to risk failure to be able to to overcome them. You, they're not going to mm. hand it to you. They're not that type of nationality. They they make you earn it. They make you work for it, just so, as they would in rugby. And, and I felt that we were... We were just too timid in our approach outside of Kane, and I thought with the ball, um, we were we were a bit overawed outside of Bolte, and that was just it was disappointing for a team which they rely so much on on one another that I they just lacked a little bit of something there. So brilliant tournament from them, outstanding. They exceeded expectations making the final, so I want to make sure that mm. we talk and we say that too and celebrate that. But just a missed yep. opportunity, and I think. You know, we didn't we didn't fire the bullets we took. Does that make sense? Do you do you, do you think I was I just watching a couple of uh, players' demeanours and I, I see a guy like um, Bolte. You know, he's just had like a real arrogance about him and a real desire to to do what was needed for the team. And then you look on out on the other side. There was. Do you think we were too nice? Maybe I, I don't know. Like, uh, well, it just looked it a little yeah. bit. Look, I know we got to get I know we got to get to Trudy in just a sec. So I'll try and wrap it up real quick. But. I, the thing, 
I spoke to Bolte after 2019 World Cup final, and he said to me that he was a little bit frustrated that, that everyone was just treating it like another game because for him, it's not mm. another game. Not all games are equal. Nah. Not all moments in sport are, are equal. There are times where you need to know that this is the biggest game of my life and I need to stand up and perform mm. because I'm a leader in this team. That's what Bolte's mentality was, and I just wish that maybe yeah. a couple of other guys went along for the ride and and they're experienced players, but they just didn't grab that moment and they were a little bit timid in it. And it was great to that they got as close as they did, but for them to cross the line next time, I think they need other guys to go along with that mentality of a Trent Bolt and, and a Kane Williamson. But they're going to have an opportunity mm. in 335 days' time, and that's pretty cool. It's 6.30 in the morning here. We have got Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies up after 8 o'clock. It's 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. Keep your messages coming in on double eight double three. Any last questions about the T20 World Cup? Baz has gone in depth there and had some really fascinating things to say about the maybe the desire and, and what they were trying to achieve out there, a couple of players in particular. So keep those coming through. Boys, love racing, Dottie and Zed. Rotorua today. Are we fired up for some gallops in the uh, in Rota Vegas? I am. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, some it. nice horses running too. I, I you must agree. have found us a winner. I agree, Baz. No, you're right. There's nice horses. You know, like at this time of year, you get these midweek meets, Rotorua, Topor, uh, New Plymouth, and you just you see horses pop up that you go, I reckon that could be one to follow for the summer as the tracks get better. So it's a dead six there at the moment. We'll be hoping it won't get too much worse than that. And I've had a look through the fields, and I reckon I found one that, not off the radar, and I know you boys will be following Stephen Marsh and Jamie Richards today. So I found one of the Jamie Richards runners, which I've been waiting to see where it popped up. Its name is Outfit, and it's a Tavachi filly for Waikato Stud in race seven. Now, in the next time we have a bit of spare time, go and have a look at its last run. It's first up effort as a maiden. It's still a maiden here. It's into the uh, the maiden over the 1,400. Over 1,200 metres last time. It didn't really settle in the run that well, and it kind of needed to be pushed along a little bit. But once it finally picked up the bit and got a gap, man, it hit the line hard. And it's kind of one of those ones where you're thinking, gee, it was hard to watch, but you got to go, gee, that horse actually wants to be a racehorse. She would have learned so much from it. You're getting $4.80, $2 right now. It's a pretty big competitive field. There's plenty of chances, which is why you're getting a little bit of juice in the odds, I think. It's been a t- slight market move, opened at $5. Outfit over 1400 number 16, race 7. It's an each-way chance for mine. I want you to go have a look, Baz, and isn't the next time you have a break and, and have a look at its first-up race because I think you'll you'll love it up over the 1,400. But you made the point, Baz, that there's a couple of Ben Foot runners going around today as well. Uh, you always watch the market for the Ben Foot runners, and, and Sword of Mercy at $2.50 hasn't moved just yet, but this has been deserving a win. I can't believe it's a maiden, to be honest. It's been running really good races. Sixth time at the races today with Michael McNabb up, and in the last... If you get stuck, well, Madame LeFay, another Ben Foot one, $3.30, $1.60 again. Super consistent, three-thirds in a row. Probably shouldn't be a maiden, this smart missile mare. So you've kind of hit the nail on the head with the stables to follow today, I reckon, Baz. Well, outfit, funnily enough, is a great Waikato stud family out of the mere costume as well. So the Tavachis are flying. 
Joe Cameroodan on board. You, mate? Yep. <laughs> he gets I his winners, a smiling joke. <laughs> he gets his winners. And and in the last, Ma- <laughs> Madame Lafay. Well, I can tell you a story about Madame Lafay because Muhammad from Matamata, who's a regular texter on, on us here on double eight, double three on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, owns Madame Lafay, of course, out of his stakes winning. Um, Mayor Lady Lafay. So there you go. There's a little bit of what's the inside, what's the mail inside scoop as well. Well, I haven't chatted to him about it. Actually, I only just saw the field this morning. But big horse, well, big mare. So yeah, yeah. Outfit. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, I've got a little multi guard actually, but I'm not yeah. sure. I'll, you I'll need follow to you in that multi in just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going too far away from Jamie Richards, Stephen Marsh, and. The odd Ben Foot runner today is kind of where I'm going, but I don't mind the the outfit punt from you there, Louis. Don't mind it at all. The old that family Waikato Star family costume that or that family's been one which has kept on giving, isn't it? So yeah, good on you. All right, you got got uh, what's the time here? Six thirty-seven in the morning. Is he? What do we got coming up, mate? We got, Ooh. you know what we got. <laughs> it's time for Quizzy Dag. Take on the Quiz Master, the Quiz Master, and you could win a $50 TAB bonus. TAB bonus bet. Call now. Call now. 0800-150-811 to take on the Quiz Master. It wasn't there yesterday because we had our jam-packed day reflecting on that Black Caps loss in the T20 World Cup final. So today it's back. Time for Quizzy Dag. Give us a call. 0800-150-811. Quizzy Dag up next. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louis, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now. Give it a go. Yes, it's that time of the morning. I've missed it. Quizzy Dag. A chance for you to maybe potentially... Get some money and follow me and Baz in on our wee little Rotorua, little multi that we've got going. One, two, and three. One, two, and three. Just look at OP and he will get you paid. Anyway, coming up, coming up, we've got Quizzy Dag. We've got Christchurch Tim on the line, and it's a cracking day down here in Christchurch. Good morning, Tim. How we doing, boys? Doing good, man. Looking outside, it's blue skies, so you can't beat it. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Good. Awesome. Well, good luck, mate. Good luck. Here we go. Question number one. What is the name of the stadium the All Blacks will play in this weekend? Uh, Stade France. Stade de France. Well done. Question number two. Lydia Coe's form has been unbelievable this year. We can't take that word out, mate. We might get in trouble. What was her result at the Olympics? Uh, bronze. Bronze, beautiful. Question number three. 
Which Formula One GP did Lewis Hamilton dominate yesterday in what they are calling one of the greatest ever drives? Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, he's on fire. He's on fire. Here we go. This one, will, this one might trip him up. This one. this one will get you. This one will get you, I reckon. Who is currently <laughs> leading the New Zealand Jockey Premiership with 34 wins? Jamie Richards. Oh, he's a trainer. Premiership. He's a trainer. That's a jockey, brother. Don't know a jockey. Here we go. Sorry. Sorry. All good, Timmy. Thanks, mate. Anton. Good morning, Anton. How's it going, bro? Good, good. Who is currently leading the New Zealand Jockey Premiership with 34 wins? Oh, is it... Uh, McNabb? No. Sorry, Anton. This is a toughie. This is a toughie. Tim. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Morning, Tim. Question number four. Who is currently leading the New Zealand Jockey Premiership with 34 wins? No, I've got no idea. Sorry. Pass. Oh, okay, Tim. Okay, Tim. We're going to go to Christchurch, David. Good morning, David. Good morning, guys. I'm not too sure on this. Um, I'll try Joe Cameroodin. Ooh. No, no. Not with us. Not, not after that ride with Tabata, no. Sorry, mate. <laughs> We're going to go to Simon in Auckland. Simon. How you going, boys? Good, good. How are you? You confident? Uh, Here we go. Question number four. Who is currently leading New Zealand Jockey Premiership? Craig Grills. Yeah, Craig Grills. Well done. 34 wins. Michael McNabb's 32 wins. There we go. Which side? Question number five. Which side do the Wellington Phoenix face in their season opener this Sunday? Phoenix. Um, Is it the... Uh, MacArthur? <laughs> it is. It is. Simon. Well done. Well done, Simon. That's $50, mate. Stay tuned because we've got a wee tip for you. Outfit. Louis tipped outfit. We might have another one later on the show. Congratulations, brother. Yeah, mate. Listen in. Thank you. Awesome. Good stuff. Thank you, Tim was strong at the start. Tim was strong at yeah. the start. I thought, here we yeah. go. We're on here. Yeah, he didn't know his jockeys, though. He only knew the trainer, Jamie Richards. But uh, The McNabb guess was a good one as well. I actually thought McNabb was leading the premiership myself, but the boys have they've sent through. It is Craig Grills, 34. McNabb, 32 wins. Lease for All Press, 32. Danielle Johnson, 31. Kozzi Asano, 25. So there you go. There's your top five jockeys. Good quiz, though, is. Nice work, quiz master. That was brought to us by Ashley and Martin. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. It is 6.49 in the morning. Remember, at 8 o'clock, we're putting a spotlight on SENZ's Auckland frequency, 14.76 a.m., and we're giving you the chance to win 1,476 big Deleros, all with Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. We've got coming up next... 
one of my favourite segments we haven't heard from in a little while as well is it's Trudy's World. How good's that? Oh, yes. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. <laughs> 6.54 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call on the Kennards High phone line as well, 0800 Send us a text on double eight double three. just as Brendan spelt with it. I was well. Hello, Brendan has done. Boys, bring some warm clothes down here. Good dump, fresh pal, wow, pal, pal today. So that's going to be a bit cold down Queenstown way for us, Is that's okay. Maybe give Ooh. us a give us a text. Give us a call. Let <laughs> us know what we should pack for our little golf trip. Sorry, working trip down to Queenstown. But for now, it is time for <laughs> Trudy's World. It's 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 Trudy's World. Still love my intro. And Joe, can I just say you're looking rather spectacular today in your man salmon pink and white striped shirt. So thank you for dressing up for the crew today. Thank you. Are you going on a date, love? Well, I actually am kind of going on a date. No, like a friend date. No, 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 no. Like, no I'm, I'm, I have a girlfriend. Oh, my. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> just, just catching up with a mate from radio school. But uh, yeah, I, I felt like a bit homeless the past few months. I haven't really, because we're in a lockdown, I haven't tried. And there's been comments around the office. So I thought, you know what? I spent Bay shorts, pink top. <laughs> yeah, I spent $150 <laughs> on the shirt. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's worth it. Um, do you eat onion rings, Joe? Nice. I do, yes. Oh, well, because you'll be pleased to know this story then. Um, a huge haul of cocaine worth $70 million has been found in a shipment of onion rings that was about to enter Britain. The coke was about 418 kilos, discovered by Border Force officers. They stopped a truck heading into the UK from France, and a 30-year-old Polish dude wearing a pink and white shirt has now life's changed forever. And from today's Only in America file, a Michigan woman... Um, could spend up to nine years in prison for trying to get her ex-hubby killed. Uh, 52-year-old Wendy, so name Wendy Wine. She used a fake website called dot, 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 rentahitman.com to try and organise a hit on her former husband. His name was Brendan. This is what triggered the story. Um, she used a made-up wow. name to begin with and then entered some real... Was him. Brendan going on a golf trip? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> was away for nine weeks, never came home. Anyway, so she used her made-up name in the, in the information on the website but included her real mobile number. So the rent-a-hitman domain was actually created as a test website. They called the cops. The cops met with Wendy. She said she'd give them five grand for the hit, um, and they basically arrested her after she tried to make a $200 down payment. So that was today's little funny story for you guys to mull over. (laughs) IP address somewhere in Power Road, Matamata, for Wendy. (laughs) That would be quite cheap, wouldn't it? Five grand? That's what I thought. Five grand to knock someone off. What would you do it for? There's a lot of red flags <laughs> there. <laughs> What's an acceptable amount of money? Like, gee, for this is we're entering some dicey, dangerous territory. Icy ground. Well, we started with the pink shirt and we end up in Hitmen. Yeah, so, so you guys yeah. could tidy your act up for tomorrow because you just the old t-shirts and stuff. And Joe, how old are you, oh, Joe? Are we looking scruffy, uh, Trudy? Are we 22. looking? Oh no, you've got the sports cap thing going on, which matches SNZ, I suppose. Very sporty. But Joe has, at 22 years of age, has beaten you. You've really Boys. lifted here, Joe. You've really come good. Boys, get on my level. Come on. You got the money. <laughs> Jump on my level. <laughs> What's Kez wearing today? Yeah, he's got my money. <laughs> Is he? 
it's the black black t-shirt, black cap. It's a sports cap. One, two, three, four. Oh, you know what? Seven o'clock. I'm going to get changed, tree. <laughs> I'm going to go get changed. I'm going to come back out, and I'm going to be a new me. Tonight, Simon, I'm going to be <laughs> Dan Carter, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> Izzy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> After the email situation, that's oh. a bit on the nose. That's why I said it. Segway. That's called Segway from three months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So, Joe, Joe, you realise now, though, like, one swallow doesn't make a summer. Now, every morning you have to iron your shirt and turn up. Mm. Oh, totally. Immaculately present as you currently are. Absolutely. I'm going out to buy some more clothes today. I'm spending all my money on clothes. Because I, I want to be known as the most uh, stylish dressed person on the show. I can't wait for the matching mask. Where are you going? Where are you going to go buy your clothes? I'll probably, I always go to the same of... place, Parlour. It's like, uh, apparently Quay Cooper oh, yeah. was there um, a couple wow. of months ago. Oh, name wow. Wow. Oh, oh, Quay <laughs> Cooper and Joe. You catch that one? Yeah. You catch that name right there? Hey, in the 09, you get a heavy name drop. <laughs> Because <laughs> well, I, I mentioned that I worked with Izzy Dag, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, no, we we have lots of rugby players around here, you know. So you should drop by, man. That's where all the rugby players shop." We must oh, Quaid there because Quaid's in Japan. Yeah, no, a couple of months ago, just before the lockdown. He sold you, dummy, no, mate. You fell for it. That's outstanding. Heavy name drop, righto? Coming up seven in the morning. You know what that means? We're off. For a little McCafe, here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Dead. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Tuesday, the 16th of November, and we're into our second hour on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast just after 7am here. On the Bears and Izzy for breakfast show. What an hour we've just had. Great to have the Quizzy Dag back and giving you a chance to win $50 courtesy of the TAB bonus bet. And well, we've got a few tips throughout the day. Outfit racing today. Race 7 at Rotorua and maybe another one from Bears McCullum later on the show. Anyway, coming up after 8 o'clock, you got a chance. Bears and Izzy's radio frequencies. 14.76 a.m. is our Auckland frequency, and we're giving away, giving you a chance to win $1,476. Ten questions. Just after 8 o'clock, all you have to do is call the Kennards High phone line 0800-150-811, and one of you will go in the, char- in the draw, and you have a chance to win that uh, $1,476. I'm going to give you the first question right now, okay? I'm going to give you a chance, because yesterday was a bit of a flop. Anyway, how many times... Has New Zealand won gold in the Olympic rowing eight? The answer is twice. They have won two golds. So there you go. I've given you the first one. I've given you the first one. How many times has New Zealand won gold in the Olympic rowing eights? The answer is twice. That is just after 8 o'clock in the morning. Make sure you give us a call and one of you had gone the have a chance. Anyway, get 10 right, you win the $1,476. How good would that be right now? Anyway, coming up on the show... We're going to talk a bit of Heartland Rugby Championship. We've got South Canterbury uh, taking out the Meads Cup, and then we saw Whanganui taking out the Lahore Cup. We've got Jason Kasky. He is the head coach of Whanganui, and he's going to join us to talk about that. And then just after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Jim Kayes about the All Blacks, All Blacks performance, Black Ferns performance, delve into it a bit 
more um, deeply and see, get a bit more of an understanding from Jim Case. He's very passionate and he loves his rugby. So looking forward to chatting to him. But right now, we love pumping up our own young Kiwi champions on this show. And following the Olympics this year, it was obvious our next guest was ready to spring his career to new heights. Dylan Schmidt earned himself a bronze medal in the trampolining at the Tokyo Olympics, a result which has shown him he can compete with the absolute best of them. After some time back in New Zealand, in Clevedon, Dylan's on the road for the World Championships this week, coming in, coming and in Baku, Azerbaijan. He's with us on the line now. Hey, Dylan, thanks for staying up for us, mate. Good morning. How are you? No worries. How's it going? Going well, mate. Going well. How's it over there? What's Baku like, mate? Yeah, it's it's good. I've been here before. Um, yeah, it's actually you know it's not a bad not a bad boy city and. And the people are really, really friendly and, and welcoming and hospitable. So, um, so far, it's been been really good. Nice, mate. Tell us about the lead up to these the preparations. You obviously have been in, based in Cleveland in a in a lockdown. Has it been a bit of disrupted build up heading into the World Champs? Yeah, I guess it's been a little bit disrupted. I think I had about eight weeks off. Um, yeah, not by choice. Obviously, in level four, I'm not allowed to train. Um, but yeah, I've been training pretty solid for about six or seven weeks now, um, back home, and then yeah, came over to the UK uh, for a couple of days training just to acclimatise, and and yeah, now we're in Baku, so yeah, the body's feeling good. It hasn't been perfect, but but hey, I'm I'm feeling pretty good and feeling confident. Hey Dylan, it's Baz here. So Clevedon, that's a big horse racing part of New Zealand. You haven't been, you know, been bitten by the horse racing bug, have you? No, nah, I'm not a horsey. I'm not a horsey, mate. No, nah, not a horsey. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good man! Hey, we um we spoke to your sister after your bronze actually, and she loves her trampolining too. And she spoke about how you all used to double bounce each other. Is that kind of where your your sort of trampolining career started? Yeah, I guess it did. Phone oh, lines just a bit we bouncy themselves, aren't they? Might. We might have lost him. We might have lost him. He's over there in Baku, Abhijayjan. And uh, we just joke? might have lost him there. Hey. <laughs> Was that a dad joke for me then? The phone lines are a little bouncy. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Joe, you, is that a bad joke? You You're say a comedian. <laughs> Stop it. You're flipping me out. <laughs> that's good that's good true oh, hey while we wait to try and get dylan back on it is spring why don't why don't we yeah. ask why don't we just ask as well <laughs> give us a call on the kennard's high phone line 0800 150 811 or send us a text double eight double three after the heavy name drop from joe of quade cooper and also izzy dag in the clothes store give us a little Give us a little inkling into what's maybe your biggest interaction with some star. Give us your biggest name drop and tell us how that story unfolded. We'd love to hear Has some of those. Has the name drop got ever got you anything too? Say that. Has the name yeah. drop ever got you anywhere? Have you been, I know, someone, blah, blah, blah. Has it ever transitioned to getting something? Has it got you That's something out of it? Let us know on the kid entire phone line. Or, or double double eight double three. We want to hear from you because that was outstanding from Joe Bears. Have you done it, Bears? Or was anyone? <laughs> have you been around someone that's done it around you? I've got or? a name droppers. Yeah, you heard stories. 
Have you? I've got a oh, name drop. It's just totally shameless and doesn't get me anything. But I just, oh, as a, a washed up, not even working with two former high level athletes, someone that didn't even get to nearly there. Um, I love love telling people I played first 15 rugby against Damien McKenzie. I mean, sure, Christ College ran up about 40 <laughs> points on Rangiora High School, but I was there. I was there. So, you know, that's that's my uh, terrible name. So how do you say it? How do you say it? Do you like, oh, oh he's, tackled Damien oh, one day? No, nah, it's always like, um, no, no, he's always been more of a fullback. <laughs> nah, you, could tell that, you could tell that from high school years. <laughs> What do you mean? Did you play with him? <laughs> no, no, I played against him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how oh, good. Izzy, you must have a couple of good ones too. Ah, uh, <laughs> nah, not, not one that people, springs People mind, drop your name, not the other way around, eh? <laughs> nah, nah. I've never heard that from Joe. That was out. Joe, did you get a wee deal after that little little plug or what? I didn't love unfortunately, no. I, I did I did also ah. say I, I knew Baz. Uh but I didn't get a response from that. But I, I but I, but, but <laughs> unfortunately yeah, he, he's a hit uh, he's right. he's not down with it. But he he knew it as he was, but uh yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so, hey Joe, yeah. Joe, can you just connect the phone to Dylan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll take we'll we'll take care of the on air content. Sure, Thanks, yeah. mate. No Dylan, are you still are you there? <laughs> I'm back. Lost me for a second, but sorry, mate. We got a bit of a we got some scratchy detail out the back, uh, unfortunately, in the studio. Yeah, I, know, I think he no wants worries. to be out the front. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, talk to us a little bit more about um, about sort of the whole your your journey and your ride into trampolining, how it all got started, and and what sort of grabbed you with with the sport. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's been a while, I guess. Um, it was a long time ago, but yeah, it was just a family thing. We just started um, doing lessons in Tianao, um, and then it really just, my brother made the world's team, and yeah, my sister and I just sort of followed in his footsteps and, and started competing and doing well. And, and yeah, I went to my first worlds in 2009 and, and um, did, did well and sort of, yeah, decided I wanted to go to the Olympics, and now here we are. Mate, I was watching. Um your video leading up to the Olympics and it kind of put the spotlight on you and it got, gave me an understanding of, of what you're about. And then seeing you over there and getting on the medal, getting on the podium and actually performing, mate, what, what was your expectations heading into that uh, Olympics? Did you have any inkling that you might do all right and you might actually you come away from it with a medal? Because um, it was an unbelievable story, mate. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely knew I was, um, well, I was fairly confident. I, to be honest, I was um, not surprised that I was on the podium. Uh, you know, I'd put so much work into it, and yeah, it, it was definitely something that I was. Um, it was in my, in my graphs, so it was nice to yeah have it all come together on the day, and and yeah, sort of um, yeah, just all, all sort of worked out. I think the way it should have. Nice, mate. Well, what are the you flew under the radar heading into the Olympics? I feel, but now you're in the spotlight. Yeah, people know you. They 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 know what you're about. What are your expectations heading into this? Do you feel like there's a lot more pressure on you to to get that success now? Mm. Oh, we might we might have dropped out. You might have dropped out. Oh man, Baz, I'll ask you that question. You be Dylan. So Baz, <laughs> I mean Dylan. Um, <laughs> yeah, like oh, the spotlight crikey. was on you. No, 
I thought, yeah, that was good. Yeah. It's going to be a good chat. But anyway, that's okay. We're having a little, few little problems, technicalities with uh, Dubai, Baku. That's the phone lines. Uh, where where is, is it? Is it them is, or is it us? Bez. Is, is the light still nah, happening? Oh, are your lights still on? See, my lights are still on. I think he's back, is. I think Dylan's back. I'm back. He's back? Oh, sorry, we thought you dropped yeah. out. Sorry, where, where bud. Hey, um, I was just asking you a question, you know, like heading into the Olympics, probably the spotlight probably wasn't on you as much as it is now. Well, you know, what's yep. your expectations heading into this world championship, mate? Yeah, they don't really change. Um, I'm going to win. Uh, obviously, get on that podium again and then try and get a different colour color medal. But, but yeah, I yeah. think... I, I put so much expectation on myself anyway uh, that mm. having, I guess, yeah, a bit more of a, a bit more publicity and people know who I am, it doesn't really bother me too much. And, and in some ways, I actually quite enjoy it. You know, I, I've i learned to, to love the pressure and, and love that sort of thing. So um, it just only makes me want it more. Oh. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. I think it, it's cool to be in this position. And yeah, I'm just happy to be competing and happy to be traveling and, and happy to be coming home, you know, uh, straight away. So. Yeah, well, I think we're just, I'm just yeah. going to enjoy it and see what happens. Yeah, Dylan, mate, it's great that you mentioned that because that was my next question. Like, are you just loving life, mate? Traveling the world, doing what you love doing and competing and and just, you know, just being able to fly the Kiwi flag abroad as well, just loving life? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great life. I've, I'm super lucky to be doing what I'm doing and obviously haven't been able to do it for the last few years. So, um, yeah, first first trip to Europe for a while and, yeah, um, yeah, I definitely don't. I definitely didn't realize how much I missed it. You know, I, I love, um, I love this. I love competing and and traveling. So yeah, it's nice to be back out there. And yeah, it was quite nice to go out, go out for a dinner in a restaurant as well. To be honest. <laughs> oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, getting out and about. Not being yeah, stuck in about. lockdown, mate. Hey, um, <laughs> just before we quickly let you go. Uh, I just want to ask you a quick thing that maybe we could look for at the World Champs. That's something new that you've you've been able to train for, and, and a new move, or you know, mm. someone's always got a new trick that we could potentially see. How many flips can you do at once? Something like that. What are we looking for? Oh, I, a, I guess yeah, put it down. But I haven't really had the opportunity too much to train much, train anything new. Uh, unfortunately, that was the plan after I came home. Yeah, get a bit creative and, and come to Worlds with with some uh, for everyone else to see. But I guess with six weeks to prep, eight weeks off, it was sort of just to where I was. And, and yeah, we're just doing doing the old um, standard routines. But but definitely next Worlds, uh, yeah, we'll be um, pushing the boundaries a little bit more. Nice, nice. Well, we really appreciate your time, mate. I know you're very busy over there preparing for the World Championships, but that's still in Schmidt. He's over at uh, Azerbaijan uh, representing New Zealand on the big stage. We're really proud of you, mate. Go well, and uh, thanks very much for tuning in and joining us on the Bears and Izzy for Breakfast Show. Thanks, man. No worries. Cheers, boys. There you go. Good work. Yeah, sorry about the old phone line there. I guess there's, there's something happening with the phone lines over there, eh? Because yesterday, maybe it's that earthquake that, um, those earthquakes that Trudy told us about in the news yesterday as well. Just upsetting a couple of the phone lines, but we appreciate Dylan's persistence and and uh, staying on the line with us. He is a fascinating story. He's doing really cool things, flying the Kiwi flag abroad as well, and in a sport where not a whole lot of us know too much about, which is kind of a real Kiwi thing in itself, right? And uh, he's, he's succeeding. So we wish him all the best, and it's 
awesome that he was able to join us here this morning on Baz Nizzy for breakfast as well. We've got plenty more coming up. We're going to talk a little bit more code. We've got a little bit of Ian Foster audio that we want to play for you too on the other side of this. But for now, it's Baz Nizzy for breakfast. And it's big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 7.22 in the morning here on Baz Nizzy for breakfast on SCNZ. I'm pleased we're all having fun. That's good. We are having a lot of fun. Uh, right, we've got plenty more coming up, but for now, we are going to have a little listen to this from Ian Foster. Consistently over 80 minutes, we're, we've got to get stronger, and also we've got to, we've got to make sure that we're, we're giving our forwards a chance to impose themselves on the opposition a bit better. I thought we were really... Um, we, we turned over a lot of ball in the backs within one to two phases again, and that's something that uh, hurt us and um, actually hurt us in the first test against South Africa, even though we won it. We, we got into a similar problem. So, um, and that, that came back to bite us a little bit. So I think it's, it's really a matter of backs being accountable for the decisions they make and, and, and retaining the ball to give our forwards a chance to impose themselves. And that's going to be a big part of the solution. Backs being accountable and helping the forwards out. Interesting. Give us a call anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 or send us a text on double eight double three. Maybe let us know what you think the biggest improvement that, the, that you want to see is from the ABs. That was Ian Foster mm. is... Do you agree with his sentiment around the backs controlling the ball to be able to uh, help out the forwards, or is there more to that? Yeah, I think the biggest um, the biggest thing I got from that little clip is, is accountable and accountability. I think you can't really pin it on on one you know unit. The backs, yes, they they are making mistakes. Um, they are making uncharacteristic mistakes. But then you go look on the other side into why they are making mistakes, and and, and it's the pressure that. The, uh, the opposition are putting on them up front. They got out-muscled up front, you know, to be honest. They got out-passioned. Um, the attitude wasn't quite there. You can get an understanding what um, Ireland were about when I think the, the loose forward scored the try where they were just constantly rolling around the corner and rolling around the corner. And that's how you really get your game, uh, your players into the game. And we had that caller yesterday giving us a call about the All Blacks and just saying that the best way to get your front row or your forward pack into the game is just getting them carrying hard and getting them carrying strong around the corner, just imposing their their will. Um, so, look, I, I can understand Foz's frustrations because when, when you are sitting back and you're seeing these things unfold, you're, you're kind of wondering why it's all happening, um, you know, what's going on, but... You know, Batesy just spoke about it yesterday with the drive team. We just got outpassioned, we got outplayed, and and you just got to take it on the chin. Um, there will be a lot of question marks asked, uh, you know, questions asked this week of a, of a lot of players in that environment. Um, you know, just that the attitude probably wasn't quite there. Uh, you know, are we too nice, or you know, things aren't really happening? We haven't probably, we haven't. One thing I I've seen against South Africa Bears. Um, in those games is when we get put under pressure, we haven't been able to adapt and really overcome that pressure. We haven't seen that from from the All Blacks for a few, for a while now, and I hate doing it, but we always go back to the old days when when the All Blacks were put under pressure, they could withstand it for a long, longer periods of time, and then they can actually just you know pounce back and put the pressure back on them with just a one-two hit combo, you know, to withstand that pressure for a very long periods of time. 
and then turn it back onto the opposition. So look, it's a, yeah, it's a, there's going to be a lot of things asked this weekend. It's going to be tough, mate. They're up against a French side that's huge. I said this a weeks ago. This will be the game, the defining game, where we really see where this all-black side at, is at at the moment. They're going to have no Bowden Barrett. Um, they're going to have a few injuries within the squad. Uh, Richie Moang will start. They'll have to have a uh, Damian McKenzie having backup 10, 10 options. So, look, they're, they're backs against the wall. I'm really looking forward to seeing if they can um, bounce back from it. So what really interests me, like, when you talk about outpassion, to talk about struggling to regain composure when there's pressure and struggling to stand up when when questioned, to me, like that that doesn't just stand isolated in in a sport of rugby. That's that's mm. that can be transcended across all sports. And what that normally says in my mind, if you're talking that language, is there's actually a lack of leadership because the leaders create those exact pillars which then drag mm. the younger ones and the less experienced players up to that standard to what's acceptable in those moments. So we've mm. had leadership problems. In the past, we've been blessed by our leaders with you know, Richie McCaw's long reign as all-black captain. Since then, we've had Sam Kane, well, Kieran Reid, obviously, um, who, again, was there for a long period of time. But then since then, we've had Sam Kane and and Sam Whitelock, have we have we got enough leaders in and around those guys? Is that a problem? Uh, I think that is a, a big a big big factor to it, Baz. I hundred percent believe that because when I look, I hate doing it, but when I go back, we, when I was playing, we had leaders in in positions that have been around for like sixty or seventy tests. So we had hookers that have been around for sixty or seventy tests. We had locks that have been around for a very long time. We had number eight. We had a halfback, we had a 10, we had a fullback. So all different units, mini units within the team had a leader within those groups. And I think there is, and that's just the way sport goes sometimes. You have a long period of time of success, and we had that for 10 years, 15 years with, with DC and Richie McCaw, and then the new crop has to be bred in somewhere. So there's always going to be a lull period of, of building these leaders within the, within the group. But, uh, yeah, I, I do feel that's that's the problem at the moment. We've got Sammy Whitelock, who's played 117 tests, and then we had Bowden Barrett, who played 100 tests as well. He went off early. And then there's, you know, who's who's the next in line? There's probably TJ Pitanala at nine, and he's played 60-odd tests. And then there's no one else. There's Brody Retallick in the front, in, in the Ford pack, in the Ford unit. I think Dane Coles would have been good if he was playing starting in that game. Um, he's 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 got a bit of mongrel about him. You know, he doesn't take a bachelor's step. Cody Taylor, he was very impressive, don't get me wrong, but just that added mongrel that, that Dane Coles um, brings to the team. Look, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough time for the All Blacks because there, there's a lot of questions being asked and there's a lot of pressure on them at the moment. And, and it, won't be hard to, it won't be hard for them to get up for this next game, mate. Like, their back's against the wall and they, no, one hates, no one likes people talking you know, horrible about them and asking questions about their attitude and things like that. But sometimes... You know, it's needed. I've been in many reviews where your your attitude and your passion and, and your will and your want for the jersey is questioned, and there's nothing nice about that. You hate it. So I'm, I'm expecting a backlash this weekend against the French side um, to hopefully uh, finish their season off with a, with a win. Yeah, well, you're always going to get the external criticism and, and mm. um, you know, that, that questioning of your want or your, or your desire. Um, I guess the key with leadership as well is that those questions are being asked internally and that there's a line in the sand being drawn mm. that 
that this isn't acceptable and leadership's uncomfortable at times you know everyone likes the idea of the mm. leader standing up raising the raising the trophy aloft but a lot of them don't see the the pressures and and the the stick or twist moments which go in on in behind the scenes where you know you're not just the, the guy that everyone likes all the time you have to be that prickly kind of customer because you're trying to get the best out of them you've got a there's a mm. lot of carrot needed as a leader but there's a lot of stick needed too to ensure that the environment's been held accountable so as long as that's happening within that environment then we let's hope we see some performances increase if not then there might be some changes required great thoughts as he always love listening to you talk code mate you can hear the passion and you articulate it so well too mate so fantastic we'll talk more on that later on as well but let us know on double eight double three your thoughts and especially on the back of what is he saying there or give us a call on the kennard's high phone line 0800 150 it's 7 30 in the morning Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are 27 minutes away from 8am this morning. Back to the lads in a second. Just a couple of sports updates to get through. Before we have our Baz and Izzy frequencies at 8 o'clock as well. Make sure you're tuned in for that. Now, Roger Federer. The GOAT, in some people's mind, or Novak Djokovic, depending who you ask, is unlikely to play in next year's Australian Open as he recovers from injury. So he hasn't played since losing in the Wimbledon quarterfinals in July, and he's having more knee surgery. He's had so much elbow surgery and knee surgery, and his coach has said, I think the Australian Open is not a real possibility. I think there are very few chances. He is still recovering, and knowing him, he wants to be sure he can play and win a tournament and be at 100%. He will go step by step because he is 40 years old now, and he needs to be patient. He cannot recover as quickly as he used to. Makes sense. It makes you wonder how many more times we will see Roger Federer in Grand Slam tournaments. And there's a text here. I know it's off topic, Baz and Izzy, but how impressive is Stephen Elka's finish in the championship store? Ten events, nine top tens, one being a win, and worst result, a T16. Adam, bang on, Adam. So he has gone very well again. Shot a final round 67 at the season-ending Charles Schwab Open Championship. And, uh, Charles Swab Cup Championship, rather, the PGA Tour Championship event in Arizona. So two birdies in the final two holes earned him second place and $355,000. Just New Zealand for that. Pay, that's a payday. Phil Mickelson, he's been tearing it up. So, Baz, there's hope for you. The older you get, maybe the better your golf's going to get, mate. There's still hope yet, my son. Hang in there. My son, thank you very much, old boy. (laughs) (laughs) There is still some hope. Yeah, mate, he's been unbelievable, Steve Elker. It just shows persistence, perseverance, and just a a real deep belief in your game and and just staying the course, you know. He's he's been able to, as we've talked about numerous times about various sports, hang on the back of the speedboat, and then his time has arrived, and it's happened later in his career, but he's certainly making the most of it, and we're very proud of him as well. We love our golf. We love success stories such as Steve Elkers, and he's just such a nice, humble Kiwi guy as well doing this thing abroad. So that's awesome. We'll keep following him, and, and hopefully um, he, he continues to have more success. Our golfers doing fabulous things on the world stage at the moment. That's a cool story in itself, and maybe another example of the small resource that we do have still being able to generate 
some really um, excellent performers on the world stage. We've got some rugby coming up again, but it's of a different kind. It's going to be Heartland Rugby. We're going to talk to Jason Kasky shortly, from who's the head coach of the Wanganui side who beat North Targa in the Lahore Cup. But first of all, I reckon, I reckon, Izzy, you've got a little bit more on the ABs. There's a couple of texts here, but you want to just put a little full stop on something? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, just it's just going on from Fozzie's comments about the backs. Um, I just want to, you know, I just want to touch on that a wee not bit a with stop, the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a full. I, I think I think the questions are like everyone that's played rugby out there. You know, the number one thing, the number one factor that goes a long way for you having success on the field is a, is a, you know a solid platform. You need a solid platform up front. You need a solid set piece, a solid line out. And you you need some good front football to get you going and get the backs moving and get them being able to play their game. We haven't had that. We haven't had that for the last couple of weeks. We against South Africa. That's why the games were tight. We, our scrum was, you know, being being pushed backwards a few times. Our line out was a wee bit shaky. Sam Whitelock coming back probably always you know shores up that line out. But I just I just feel for the backs to be able to operate, we need a solid foundation up front, and that needs to start with with. The front row and and the forwards being laying the platform, giving them a solid set piece to be able to attack from, giving them solid foundation, good front football, a solid breakdown, um, and I think that'll be go a long way to to being able to get the success that the All Blacks are after. So, I'm expecting a big backlash from the from the All Blacks front row and forwards this weekend. They'll be listening to this probably and thinking, "What do you know? You're a fullback. You got no idea." But hey. Hopefully you'd use it as ammo, boys. Use it as ammo that the boys, are, uh, people are starting to question if we've, if we've got the, the, the hunger and, and the desire to, to go out there and put on a performance. So go out there, use it, take Fozzie's comments on board and, and use them. And uh, we'll hopefully look forward to a backlash. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, nice. But, mate, I thought you were incredibly fair. You've been, I thought you articulated really well and, and all you've done is challenge and that's uh, someone who's passionate about the, the jersey and... And that's the sort of thing I guess I was trying to allude to before, mate, about if you were in that dressing room with the boys, you'd ask the same questions. <laughs> and that's that's what leadership is, is, is asking the uncomfortable questions of people as well. A couple of texts here as well. Most sense Izzy has made all year. <laughs> Backs make, made mistakes because Fords were no good. Come on, Fozzie, everyone's accountable, <laughs> including you. <laughs> well, interesting one as well. We'll get off to a break in a sec, but the All Blacks have gone backwards since Wayne Smith left. That's a really interesting point as well. It is 7.38 in the morning. On the other side of this, we have got Jason Kasky. This bad Nizzy for breakfast on SDNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We've got a few text messages coming through. We'll get to those shortly about the All Blacks and the rugby. Great messages coming through. But right now we're going to talk a bit of Heartland Rugby Championship. The Heartland Championship had a year of a year off last year thanks to COVID. So this year there was a lot of fizz across the competition for every province to show up and go big. And the region's delivered across the board with some awesome rugby and promotion of the sport across the whole comp. It was South Canterbury and Whanganui who took out the silverware in the end. South Canterbury, Canterbury knocking off the Swamp Boxes to become Meads Cup champions, champions and the Butcher Boys of Whanganui getting it done over North Otago in torrential rain in the Lahore Cup. Jason Kasky is the head coach of Whanganui and he is with us 
now. Good morning, Jason. Yeah, good morning, guys. How you going? Oh, I'm going good, mate. How are you? You're still recovering? You've been celebrating the success of winning the winning the title, mate? You must be pretty happy. Yeah, yeah no, very happy. Uh, yeah, we had a, had a reasonably uh, big night and uh, uh, a few of the boys were taking the bus up yesterday, but some of his old pals getting a bit old for that sort of carry on, so uh, just ignore the phone for a day on yesterday. So. You would have been getting hounded, surely. Throughout the day, yeah, yeah, no, there's uh, yeah, seen plenty of plenty of uh, picks of boys sleeping and <laughs> and uh, looking pretty unhealthy. <laughs> oh, that would have been me, mate. If you were my coach, I would have been hounded. You yeah. seen where you're at, but anyway, <laughs> um, tell yeah. tell us about the game on Saturday, mate. She was pretty torrential conditions, horrible. Really, yeah, you must no, be pretty happy yeah. with how you're able to play through that. Yeah, it was actually. It was um, it was a bloody funny old day. It was uh, in the morning. It was a bit of a run through, and it was you just got bloody sunburned. It was that bloody hot and, and humid, and um, but I sort of looked at looked at the forecast, and it was saying that like there's a big bit of rain around sort of lunchtime to two o'clock, and nobody sort of believed me. They said, oh, "I think you're talking you're talking a lot of rubbish," and. Uh, <laughs> but it, 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 it turned up, and that's for sure. It was, uh, yeah, it was basketed there, and then bloody wind with it. So, yeah, she's a different mm. old day, that's for sure. Uh, Jason, it's Baz here, mate. Hey, um, obviously, congratulations yeah. on on the six season, uh, on the successful season. But just, um, can you tell us, were you, were you happy? Obviously, you win the trophy, but you happy with how the season progressed and and the growth and development of the players? Yeah. Um, yeah, we we come come through pretty well in the end. It was you know, it's a little bit disappointing that um, they uh, changed the format of the season and took the semi-finals out because uh, you know that, um, in a usual year we would have been playing in the Meads Cup um, final, uh, finishing third, and uh, we lost to the two we two tough games down down South Island with the uh, Mid and South Canterbury teams that we tipped up in, but. Um, yeah, it was just uh, the way the season went. We had Kim's uh, Valley last up and uh, up, up, up and uh, uh, sorry, Pyro, and uh, we took them up and uh, would have set ourselves up pretty well. But at uh, the point we were too far behind to be able to pull them in to get them to uh, only being a first and second in the meets cap. So yeah, so uh, that was a little bit disappointing. But um, other than that, you know, pretty happy with uh, the way they. To come through in the end and uh, you know, winning the last three games, North Otago, Kings Valley, and then North Otago again was a, yeah, a, a pretty good finish. So. In the like the Heartland Rugby Comp, mate. Like overall, you you said there's a couple of disappointments. Obviously, not playing some semi-finals and that. But talk to us about like the, I guess the ecosystem of of Heartland Rugby and how important is it to to the sport in our country. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty massive actually because uh, there's a lot of players still come up from uh, through the Heartland ranks and um, progress into the um, Bunnings Cup and um, you know every year there's there's at least I would imagine half a dozen players going through. Um, we sort of lose regularly at least one, sometimes two players a year into the into that next level, and, and I think it's. Uh, Really important that there's a you know there's a gateway and, and 
you know, for the boys to be able to progress through. And uh, that's one thing we always fight a little bit with, which is neighbouring uh, unions like Men or Two. They quite often you lose guys straight out of school, and they don't, you know, they Men or Two takes them and put them in an academy sort of set up and. And you don't, we don't get to utilise these, you know, these young fellows that have got, you know, real skill, and um, that they don't always make it into the men or two sort of set up, and but they spend three years down there, and we lose them if they're there. And I was trying to say to them, it's a better opportunity to stay and play, you know, play a couple of seasons of Heartland, and they always get picked up if they've got the ability. Mm. So they, they never stay around; they go, and it's a. Uh, but it's, yeah, I think it just needs to be done the right way with the, you know, the, the bigger unions letting play for their home province for a little bit to develop them and then um, you know, they can already have their hands on them and you know, still be developing them and putting them on programs and whatnot and, and then progressing through once they've uh, you know, got to a certain stage. So. Nice. Well, nice, Jason. We really appreciate your time, mate, and... Uh... Congratulations on a successful season. Just quickly, give me in 15 seconds, if you're the All Blacks coach, what would you say this week? <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a tough one. Uh, there'd be a few, a few words you'd want to say, I think, but you probably wouldn't want to put them on here. Um... <laughs> that's why we need you uh... in there. Jason Kasky is the Wanganui. <laughs> Head coach, mate, I really appreciate your time. Uh, very, very awesome. Great season, and I uh, wish you all the best next year heading into the Heartland Championships. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Good to talk to you. There right. we go. Jason Kasky he is hiding from his players. They are still guard. They've loaded the bus <laughs> up. They're ready for day three there in Whanganui. So great to chat to Jason Kasky and he's the head coach of Whanganui. Anyway, we're coming up. We're going to talk a bit of... We're going to read a few of these texts out because they're very passionate. They're very passionate about rugby. So we'll come back and hit those up. And make sure you get ready for Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies after 8 o'clock. I gave you the first question and answer. Anyway, no, one caller has an opportunity to win $1,476. Coming up shortly. Back soon. Yeah, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're three minutes away from Trudy and the news at 8 o'clock. Got a few texts here. I'm going to get through nice and quickly. We've got one here for Izzy. Morning, Bears and Izzy. Question for Izzy. Do you agree when we lost BB, Bowden Barrett, so early? The backs had no direction or structure. That is from Straddy from the Naki. Um, yeah, look, it, it wasn't ideal, Straddy. I, I don't think it was ideal. He's been training there all week. He obviously had probably most time in, in the saddle. Uh, throughout the week, um, Richard Moonga would have got his fair share of, of opportunities and chances, but it wouldn't have been ideal early on to lose such an experienced player, who I feel has been um, taking that, that 10 jersey to another level. He's been playing outstanding throughout the year, just got better and better with time in the seat. So wouldn't have been ideal. Experience lost. Someone that had been there knows what it takes to uh, win those big moments. Had plays outstanding against... Um, against uh, Ireland as well. So I feel that was a big factor to probably why they struggled and, and weren't able to adapt and, and deal with the pressure. It's a great question from you, Straddy. Another question from uh, Texer on the text line, double eight double three. if you've got any text messages, make sure you give us a, a, a wee call, uh, text. We've got another one here. Morning, boys. I think Foster and his coaching team are the problem. Sure, the boys are the ones dropping the ball and not, not executing skills, but these are the best players in New Zealand. 
and some are the best in the world. They don't just forget how to catch, pass, kick and run, especially for multiple games. The game, still, the game plan is rubbish. There is no creativity. We still have no answers to a rush defence. I feel the players are getting abominished. Abominished? Is that what I say, say right, Baz? For, for the coach's lack of ability. <laughs> abominished. There you go. Foster has, hasn't improved this team at all. So there's a passionate text message text on the text line. Um, yes, I think, and his number one word in that whole interview was accountability. Everyone has to be held accountable. And the thing with rush defence is, rush defence is kind of like a fake pressure, I feel. The only reason teams rush is to make you feel like you're, you're under pressure and there is no opportunities. But re- reality is, there are so many opportunities out there, but the rush defence makes your mind go narrow focus, so you lose sight of what's around you and you probably go back to, to, to attacking the, the D um, yeah, a long way out. So, look, we'll keep touching on that after the show. Uh, after 8 o'clock hour, we're going to rip in some more rugby after 8 o'clock hour. We've got Jim Kay's coming up. He's going to be great chat to talk about that. Not only All Blacks, we've got the Black Ferns anyway. But right now, coming up after 8 o'clock, we've got the Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies quiz is up after the news. Call now. We're taking caller number 9 today. Call 0800 150 811. And you can go. You can give yourself a chance to win that fourteen hundred and seventy-six dollars. Ten questions, ten right. It's all yours. So call now: 0800-150-811 to go in the Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies quizzes up next after the news. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees now, and here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, good morning. We're in our final hour of the Baz and Izzy for breakfast on a Tuesday, the 16th of November. Great show so far. Texas are flying in regarding the All Blacks. Very passionate pundits out there. They want to know what's happening. We're going to come up to Jim Kays after the Baz and Izzy frequency, radio frequencies quiz. We're going to chat to Jim Kays about the All Blacks, but also about the Black Ferns. Not enough noise being spoken about then. There are three losses on the trot and convincingly losses as well. So we're going to chat to Jim Kays about that. And then later on we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers and the NFL. Cam Newton is back. Baby, he's back. But right now, you know, you know what time it is. It is time for this. It's Bezzy's and Izzy's radio frequencies. It's Bezzy's and Izzy's radio frequencies. Yeah, you know what time it is. Gets me up and about because 8 o'clock, we're nearly there. And this is an opportunity to give someone some cash. Cold hard cash, 1476 Hey, caller number nine, I called it. Caller number nine is Reed from Gore. Congratulations, Reed Oak. Oh, cheers, is he, mate? Hey, you're up and about, mate. You feeling confident? Oh, reasonably. I've, I've got a few of the answers, but I haven't got them all. Oh, right, mate. This is your chance. This is your yeah, chance. The spotlight this week is on Auckland Frequency, 1476 AM. We're giving you the chance to win $1,476. All you have to do is correctly answer 10 questions. Now, hopefully you, read. we're listening to SNZ on Friday because we gave you the first five 
questions and answers. Get all 10, and it's all yours, mate. Get one wrong, it's game over. You get $14.76 for everyone you get correct, okay? Ready to play? Yep. All right, mate. Good luck. Good luck. Here we are. Question number one. How many times has New Zealand won gold in Olympic rowing eights? Four. Oh. I'll read. <laughs> read. <laughs> read. Ooh, read. Yeah. I gave you. <laughs> oh. Read. Uh, read. 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 Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were I listening. Missed, I, missed, I missed that one, mate. Oh, no. Oh. I said it early on today. I've said it twice today. But that's like, ah, oh, bugger, man. Look, we want to give away <laughs> some cash, but no one wants it. You don't even want $14.76. <laughs> 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 oh, never mind. Never mind, mate. Give us a call tomorrow, mate, and, and that, that'll probably be the first question again because, look, you didn't get it, and it's okay. But it's all right, mate. No, Thanks very much for, for calling us, bud. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. <sighs> dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, is... I don't really know what to say. <laughs> are we cursed? I don't know what to say. We... It's... <sighs> I read it out twice today too, but but not everyone listens listens throughout the whole show. So maybe I should have just said it before we went into the eight o'clock news. But no, that's uh, a bit deflated now. They should listen. (laughs) That's such a good Uh, intro as well. Like you nailed that. You lead into the songs outstanding. It gets everyone up and about. Everyone's dancing around, thinking, right here we go. We're going to give away some cold hard cash, and then do do. Yeah. Oh, well, tomorrow, tomorrow, give us a go, <laughs> give it a go tomorrow. Every time, every eight o'clock hour, we're doing the Bears and Izzy's radio frequencies and we're going to get into it, okay? We're going to get into it and I want to give you some money. I want to give you some money. That's what we would do. We're representing Auckland's frequencies, 1476 AM. We're giving you the chance. Call back tomorrow and we'll make it caller number eight. Caller number eight tomorrow. Okay, call number eight, you get a chance. Anyway, that's enough of that. You lo- you had your chance, you didn't want it. Never mind. Someone's texted in. Give us a call, is he? Bloody hell. Oh, well, you give me a call tomorrow, <laughs> mate, and you can go on the draw. You can go have a chance and give yourself an opportunity to win that. 1,476. Anyway, it didn't make for a pretty viewing over the weekend, nor the stats in the aftermath either, as, aftermath either, as the Black Ferns fell to a third consecutive defeat on the European Tour this time at the hands of France, who dominated the woman in black to finish up winning comprehensively 38-13. So what now for the Black Ferns? With one game remaining on the tour, how can they find some momentum to bring home? Jim Kays is a gun rugby journalist and editor of New Zealand Rugby World magazine. He's on the line with us for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Morning, Jim. Yeah, good morning. How are you, mate? Oh, doing well, mate. You just maybe you could give us a call tomorrow and maybe win some money on Bears and its radio frequencies. <laughs> no one wants that. Oh, what do you have to do? I'm always keen to uh, win money. Ten questions, <laughs> ten questions, and if you get them all right, you win fourteen hundred and seventy-six dollars, mate. How good? Oh, 
fucking is. Yeah, but I'd probably look like a I mean, chimpanzee because I would only get about two of the ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. You do better than anyway. the last two pundits. They've got zero. Anyway, uh, give us a take. Oh, well, give us go. a take on the black friends, mate. Give us your take on the, on the Black Ferns. I know uh, you're very passionate about it, and so do we. We want to know what's happening, what's going on. Yeah, look, I think the biggest the biggest concern I have for the Black Ferns, fellas, is the lack of noise around the Black Ferns. That, you know, they've suffered three consecutive defeats by record mm. margins, and there just seems to be no noise around them. And, and I, I think that's a real concern when there's apathy around the team. Yeah. And there's, there's an appetite to celebrate when the Black Ferns do well, but... When they lose, there's just this sort of almost embarrassed silence and, and no one wants to talk about it. And I think there's a few reasons for that. Um, one of them is tradition. We care yeah. at this stage more about the All Blacks, just as we do. We care more about the Silver Ferns than the men's netball team. You know, we care more yeah. about the Black Caps than we do about the White Ferns. Um, and, and that's tradition. And, and that, that may slowly change, or hopefully it will slowly change as as the black ferns are around for longer and the white ferns and, and that sort of thing. So there's, there's that. I also think that we don't know a lot about the players outside of that, some of the superstars, the Porsche Woodman, the Ruby Tui, Stacey Fluter, people like that. We don't know a lot about mm. them, so we're, we're unwilling to sort of comment a little bit on what's going on and perhaps why they're not playing as well as they should be because we don't actually know a lot about them. And then I also think there's a real unwillingness in, you know, let's be honest, the, the sports media is a male-dominated industry. And there's a reluctance mm. there, I think, to comment critically on women in sport because you're seen to be sexist. Uh, and, and, and also, I think it's quite hard to find the right language to use sometimes. You know, Izzy, you know yeah. what it's like. If you're talking about uh, yeah. uh, rugby players, you talk about their physiques. You guys used to talk all the time about how your skin folds were. And, and, and we talk about yeah. rugby play, men rugby players as big, powerful athletes or you know, looking good and that sort of thing. And there's, there's a real reluctance to have those conversations when you're talking about women. There's no way that you would critique the physique of a Black Ferns prop in the way that we critique the physique of uh, Charlie Farmwina. That's just mm. a, there's no way that you would ever talk about a black friend prop in the same way that we talked about Charlie, who used to turn up at pre-season training a little bit overweight. So I think that whole mm. combination of things factors into why there's not a lot of discussion, debate, and critiquing of the black friends when really we should be because they've had three record defeats and there's a World Cup in New Zealand next year that they hope to defend their title at. And and for me that is the biggest worry about that team that no one. I, you know, I said the other day, no one seems to care. There seems to be this general apathy, and now we're in the situation where if they win, it's hey, wonderful, the Black Ferns are great, and if they lose, we just all shut up because no one wants to say anything. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Jim Baz here, mate. Uh, I guess it's a really fascinating topic because I think I personally feel one of the real strengths of New Zealand sport and why we're able to compete with the bigger resource nations around the globe is because of our introspective. Um, uh, assessments and and criticisms of our own respective environments. So without that there, how do we actually allow ourselves to progress in your mind? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, you know, again, you, you, you know, I'm sure it's the same for the cricketers and, and the and all that have always said uh, that the public can be, that the public sort of holds it to account. And, and Graham Henry used to say, I love the fact that people cared so much that they that they got upset when they lost because that's what drives that's what drives success and 
you know, I've written down three or four things that I think the All Blacks are doing wrong, um, and I couldn't write down three or four things about what the Black Ferns are doing wrong because I don't know enough about them. And and maybe that will change as we see more of them on television uh, with Super Rugby uh, next year. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think knowledge is the biggest thing, Ben, but we need to know more about them, don't we? And, and we know a bit about the superstars, and we know a bit about the superstars of the White Ferns and, and that sort of thing, but we don't actually know a lot about all of them. Um, you know, could we honestly name three or four in the Black Ferns Ford pack? I, I know I couldn't, apart from, you know, Les Alder and Alois Blackwell. You, you know, you're struggling after that. Uh, we know the Porsche Woodmans and, and, and the Ruby Tuis, but do we know too many of the others, you know? And, and I think that's the thing. It's, it's, it's a lack of knowledge. And until people invest their emotions and their time in the game, that pressure to perform from the public's not going to come. I guess then if that's the case, then there, there must be some people with that knowledge. Maybe those people aren't being given the platform to be able to have that say on the, on the uh, in public as well. And and who would you like to see be given more airspace to be able to voice those those uh, expertise inside the game? Look, I think I think you're right, and and it's whether the but again, I don't know where, you know, is there an appetite for former players to come out and be critiquing of, of the Black Ferns now? You know, you guys know how hard that is yourself as, as, as former players oh, yeah. to, to critique your old teammates. You know, how, how mm. difficult is, is that to come out and, and, and be honest in your opinion about what's going, going wrong? I mean, Izzy, I know that from a rugby perspective, you've probably found that quite difficult. Um, you know, do you mm-hmm. really want to say, look, the fullback needs to be saved? And I know you do, so you're an easy person to, to, to use. And you, you're, you're strong in your opinions, and that's wonderful. But, but some former players might be able to think, hey, hang on, mate, you just bagged me for not doing A, B, and C. You know? Uh, and, and that's, I think, within the women's sport, there's a real reluctance to do that to do that too. There's a, there just seems to be a niceness around women's sport that doesn't mm-hmm. lead to a culture of pressure to perform and, and external accountability. I'm sure that within the camp there, there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of criticism, there's a lot of honest conversations and, and a lot of accountability to perform within the squad. Absolutely. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. I'm talking about the wider public and the, and the media. There just doesn't seem to be any sort of, you, you know, emotion around it or attachment to the team that is, mm. that is, that is what you want to have. I, I, I'm saying this is disappointing. I, you know, there, there needs to be that emotional attachment with the Blackburns. Uh, and there doesn't seem yeah. to be. Certainly the last three weeks suggest there's not. Mm. Oh, I love that, Jim. I love that. You've opened up the, the thought process here and, and getting a bit more of an understanding. And you are right, it is hard, uh, particularly for myself. I know we've got to talk about the All Blacks uh, every single week because they are our team that people are very passionate about. And, and it is hard, but I think it's just ways around it. You're not trying to throw them under the bus, but you, you're trying to give little inklings or little little bits of advice that maybe could potentially help them in the long run. But do you, we'll touch on the All Blacks, mate. I know there's some great insights about the Black Ferns, and I want to know more about why why they haven't been able to perform over on the big stage, and a lot of questions will be asked. But the All Blacks for you, mate, um, what are those four things you wrote down? Can you share them with us? <coughs> yeah. yeah. First of all, I think we, need, we also need a little bit of perspective. They lost to a very good island team, and at the top level, teams mm. are going to win and lose. Yeah. And that's not in any way justifying the performance or anything like that, but We've only had a couple of losses this year, so we need we do need a little bit of perspective there. Having said that, yep. I think they've become extremely extremely one dimensional. Um, mm. and, and mate, when you were in that team, you guys were trendsetters. You set 
you, you came up with new ways, little, you know, not new, not transforming the game, but new little bits that, that gave you an edge. And I don't see that yeah. happening with the All Blacks now. I don't see them leading the way. And I think a classic example of that is that they've perhaps fallen behind in the skill of the Type 5 compared to some of the other teams. Now, it used to be that yeah. what set the All Blacks apart was the, 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 the Type 5, the fatties, as we used to call them, were lean, mean, hungry machines, very fit, very skillful, mm. could throw cut-out passes, all of that sort of stuff. And I just think that's letting us down a little bit now. I don't think that our props are quite as skillful as some of the other props going around, and I think that's a bit of an issue. And as a result of that, we rely on individual brilliance, you know. When you were watching that game, yeah. you two, and I would have been the same, were you sitting there in the last 10 minutes thinking, come on, Will, come on, come on, uh, Richie, yeah, one of you do well. something brilliant. <laughs> you know, you're going, come yeah, on, why don't yeah. you pull something out of the bag here? And and that's <laughs> yeah. that's got us out of jail before. It's got the All Blacks out of jail before, but it didn't this time. And I think if we rely on individual brilliance, if the All Blacks are just saying, well, we've got brilliant players who are going to pull one out, you know, that's not going to work. We seem to be one-off runners, is he? One-off runner, and then and, mm. and the opposition can tackle that till the cows come home, you know? It just doesn't seem to be yeah. any sort of something that makes you go, whoa, man, that is great. And I have to say, I think that's coaching. I don't think that they're particularly well coached at the moment. Mm. Fascinating. That's a great little uh, little segue into my next question, mate. So, so do you, what, what are the changes? What are the changes that you feel? Um, the All Blacks need to well, need to make, and there's been a lot of questions asked of um, of the coaching staff, and, and a lot of texts coming through about the coaching and and the way that they're playing. And you're being spot on it with your with your assessment. But what are the changes? What would you like to see the All Blacks do? Well, they're not going to change the coach. That's that's just something that doesn't happen in New Zealand rugby. We've got two more years of Ian Foster, uh, and we're just going to have to get him get him behind that. You know, I think they made the wrong decision when they didn't appoint Razor way back. But hey, that's water under a bridge, and as I say, that's not going to change. But but they need to bring someone into that environment who can provide them with fresh ideas, both in attack, uh, not so much defence. I mean, they've tackled their hearts out on, on the weekend. I don't think there's probably been a better defensive effort by any team, you know. If, uh, you, you look at the way Ireland played, they would have put 30, 40 points on most other teams. But we, mm. the All Blacks just don't seem to be inventive on attack. They don't seem to be changing things much on attack and doing, you know, leading the, leading the world on attack anymore. So they need to do something there, whether that's bringing someone in. Uh, you know, we can't always go back to Wayne Smith, but they need to find that sort of a person in there who can provide something different on attack. I also think we're very skinny in the midfield. And yeah. will Roger Tuivasa Sheck make a difference? Will he mm. show in Super Rugby that he deserves to be an All Black? Will he be a second five centre in rugby? And can he provide the X factor that we're looking for in terms of the attack? I don't know. I've never, I've, the only rugby I've seen him play was as a schoolboy, uh, so none mm. of us know. But maybe uh, that's something that could change for the All Blacks is, is Roger Tuivasa-Sheck because they are very, very skinny, I think, in the midfield. Nice. Interesting. That's a little food for yeah. thought down the line, that's for sure. Jim, mate, we really appreciate your uh, your thoughts and some quite uh, delicate it, topics as well, mate. so we appreciate your you, um, you're putting your hand up and, and bringing those to the fore as well. And we'll hope to try and get a few answers 
um, in time, as I'm sure you will in your own industry as well. But thanks heaps for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Jim, we really appreciate it, mate. No worries, fellas. Always enjoyed it. You guys have a fantastic day. Yeah. Good man. That is Jim mate. Kay's fascinating questions there. Fascinating questions. We're going to dive into that a little bit later on, I think, and we'll get some texts flying in and maybe take some calls on the Kennard's Hire phone line as well on 0800 150 811. Don't forget to send us texts on double eight, double three. It's 8.21 in the morning. Now, the question, or I have a question for us is, for Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies quiz tomorrow, who coached the All-Whites to their first World Cup in 1982? Who coached the All-Whites to their first World Cup in 1982? The answer, John Adsed. John Adsed. Reed, if you're listening and you get that far, Write another crack at the title. John Adsed. <laughs> okay, 8.22 in the morning. It's uh, We're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It is 8.22. 27 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard Sire phone line 0800 150811. Maybe you want to talk to us a little bit about what Jim Kay's talked about. Not much noise around the disappointment of the Black Ferns tour abroad so far. Interesting. We have got Paulie Mawati on the line as it is a time for a TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie, how are you today, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, a wee bit like the weather, to be fair. Overcast, but hoping for uh, a, a bit of a pickup later on in the afternoon. <laughs> Beautiful. And the way of a pickup, what do you mean? Getting paid by a couple of winners out of Rotorua? Uh, well, I can tell you, there's uh, one punter who is waiting on a multi. Uh, the last leg is this afternoon, and it's on the San Francisco uh, LA Rams NFL game. Uh, he took an $800 multi uh, a couple of days ago. He took Jason Kokrak to win the Houston Open at $13, uh, and he duly got up uh, into Australia to beat the Black Caps in the T20 uh, World Cup final uh, at a dollar sixty-five, and that got up. He's got one more leg. The LA Rams to beat the San Francisco 49ers and if the Rams do that, uh, he'll he'll get a return of just under twenty-six thousand dollars. So one punter out there, very very keen on the Rams doing well today up against the 49ers. Oh, can't believe you backed Aussie in the World Cup. Is unbelievable behaviour from you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no good. Hotel Junior, he's back. Hey, once it gets up, he'll be straight to the Caracas sales. <laughs> <laughs> Too righty. Well, what do I'm you got for us there, quickly, I'm Paulie, halfway cause... there with perfect pink. <laughs> good on you, boys. Uh, we've got a bonus back uh, promotion on that NFL game this afternoon. The 49ers up against the Rams. We've also got a $10,000 guaranteed terminating pick six at the Edison Dogs. And we've got a $25,000 guaranteed late quaddy at the Rotorua races this afternoon. Beautiful. Thank you, Paulie Mwati yeah, from the cool. TAB. Of course, TAB promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets. Choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18 
It is 8.30 in the morning, which means we're off to see Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 22, 28 minutes, I should say, away from 9 o'clock when the Doy and Ian Smith steps in. Boys, tomorrow morning we've got some more live sport to get us through the morning at 5am New Zealand time. The Whites play the Gambia in Dubai. So I think you ran into Danny Hay or you saw knew that the All Whites boys were over there when you were in the UAE, Baz. They're still there and they're ready to take on the Gambia. So at 5am New Zealand time, now they've got Chris Wood, Joe Bell and Liberato Kakachi. They were only used as substitutes in their friendly against Algeria A. So they're fresh and ready to go. They're just waiting to learn about whether they have Winston Reid available for the match though. But that's great. And the Phoenix kick off their season this week weekend. Now from football to rugby, it's not just the All Blacks in action up in the autumn uh, matches though. England and South Africa have a huge match, which is kind of going to be like a bit like the Lions series extended. I know there's famous history here with these two nations, but Owen Farrell and Jamie George are ruled out of that South Africa test. So this will be a huge mm. chance for South Africa to cap a massive, massive year for them. Farrell, ankle, Jamie George, knee have withdrawn from the squad and they were both injured over that 32-15. Pretty simple victory over Australia. But South Africa, is he? Completely different beast this weekend for England. Yeah, they're a tough side, man, South Africa. But I've been very impressed. They're huge losses, obviously. Owen Farrell at 12 and then... Jamie George Hooker, he's an outstanding player, but I've been really impressed with Marcus Smith. He's their number 10. He's a young guy out of the Harlequins. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of questions, him taking over um, from George Ford. George Ford's been playing outstanding for, um, I think, it's Leicester Tigers. And uh, he's taken over the 10 jersey, and he's looked very good too. He's only a young guy, and he's got that razzle about him, just something he can create, something out of nothing. So he's very, very good, but they'll be tough. They'll be tough to... Um, to get over South Africa, who I think are trending in the right direction and uh, obviously playing some some great rugby. Had a tough old battle against Scotland over the weekend, but uh, they're a good side. They're a good side, and and this is a chance. You know, Eddie Jones is already firing shots out there. Redemption, going back to 2019, that final when when, uh, South Africa absolutely trounced uh, England in that World Cup final in 2019. So, look, they'll be looking to to get one back up against um, the South African side when they visit Twickenham. So it's going to be an absolute grudge match. Really looking forward to this one and and seeing uh, who, who can come out on top. I'm picking South Africa. If I'm going to pick a team, I reckon South Africa will be too too good in the end. But, hey, England might surprise us and and uh, get one over them. So look, really looking forward to that. And, and, and wait and listen out for Eddie Jones too. Throughout the week, Eddie Jones and his mind games, listen out for those. Uh, throughout the week because he'll be throwing some mind games against Rassi Erasmus, who we love. We know all about and he loves playing little mind games too. So be battle the coaches. Who gets in each other's minds this week? Really looking forward to it. Yeah, nice. Just to finish off on a little bit of the footy as well, um, Brian has texted in, morning guys, our tight five have been getting smashed. No go forward, therefore, Cohesion breaks down. Game plan and strategy appears non-existent. Heat must go on the coaching staff. That is from Brian. Mm. And then we have another one here. A good night out on the Suds may sort the ABs, a.k.a. Izzy dragging CJ out in 2011. So if the old, <laughs> if the new way doesn't work, 
Go back to Wait. the old ways. <laughs> Izzy. Izzy dragging CJ. It was more like CJ dragging Izzy out in 2009. <laughs> I totally agree, mate. It looked like Tell CJ's number on the text machine. Something videos. like that. <laughs> it was TJ's call. And then I had another one. Confusing, boys. This is from Simon. Simon asking about the quiz, Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies tomorrow. Okay, I'll tell you what's not confusing, uh, Simon. This is the question tomorrow. <laughs> this is the first question that you're going to get, okay? Who coached the All Whites to their first World Cup in 1982? John Adshead. John Adshead is the answer, okay? So there you go, Simon. That's not confusing. John Adshead is the answer for the number one Question tomorrow <laughs> after 8 o'clock, okay? We want to get off the mark. I want to at least give away $14.76, so please write that down. John adds head. There you go. There you go. We're in. We're on. <laughs> I love it when you get a bit fired up. 8.37 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got coming up Darren Gunt from over in America talking NFL I'm looking forward to Izzy bossing that interview. <laughs> Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're 18 minutes away from Smithy Nadoyen. He's going to head us, lead us to midday. And then Staffy followed by Kirsty and Beeve on the drive show. So we've got a good show, good team to bring you all the sports and latest updates throughout the day. Got a few text messages that I want to read through. Keep them coming through on the text line, double eight, double three. Great one after Jim Kays as well, talking about the midfield. I want some big blockbustering midfielders that can do the damage. And wow, this guy really did the damage against my Hawks Bay Magpies team. Boys, Leicester, Whanganuku at 12. ALB at 13 will be the All Blacks midfield combo for the World Cup. That is very fascinating insight from an unknown texter as well. So make sure you leave your name at the bottom. You've texted twice before, so you probably left it in, the, in your old text. But anyway, that's a great text message. I think Lester Fying in a coup, he is outstanding. And we saw the damage he was able to create against Hawks Bay on the weekend. Um, only question marks, maybe just his distribution, but we saw how good Ma'anonu was when he worked on his craft to become the best 12 in the world and probably the greatest ever, I feel. Anyway, Ma'anonu, outstanding. So if Leicester Whanganuku can fine-tune those skill sets, he'll go a long way to, to getting there. So love that text message. Great, great little uh, segue into our next message. Here we go. Read the ABs. A massive concern for us fans is we're not seeing improvement from the issues that the Lions exposed four years ago. The Rugby World Cup semi, the Irish defeat, we were lucky to place in those games. Attack, we're not getting the game line. And who's our defender that puts shots on that tells the ball carriers you need to find another channel? Because your ribs are in danger. And if you come down mind, intimidation without the late shots. That is from Brett. Yes, we need someone really to, to lay that enforcing kind of factor. Um, love to see, see Artie lead that way. We know how physical he is and maybe potentially like a... I know what you're hitting there because we, when we lost Jerome Kino, I felt like, um, you know, we had Liam Squire and he was that uncompromising player. You know, he kind of... He, he was borderline on whether it was legal or illegal, but um, we need someone that, that sets that platform and sets the attitude from the get-go. 
Um, we'll get an early indication of what kind of attitude the All Blacks are in in that first five minutes and maybe an Adi Savia or Akira Yuan if he gets an opportunity to just really get out and put some pressure on on some one of those French attackers. So, um, And we've got one more text message, uh, Baz, and then we'll get back to you, bud. Morning, Baz and Izzy. I think one of the issues with the All Blacks team is they aren't playing the basics. Coach through your younger years, you are taught field position. It's crucial in the game, and it's good way. It's good, and it's good be the way to stop the rush defence. It puts doubt in opposition's mind as whether or not you are going to put in the corner, be put into the corners, even a chip over the top or grubbed. It's like Moonga isn't able to read the game. All shows TJ's passing game hasn't been the greatest. It's too slow. That is from Cam and Invercargill. Yes, Cam, that is. The, that is the key. That is the key. When a rush defence comes up, wingers leave a lot of space on the outside, but the only way your 10 is able to do that, he's got a lot on his plate. The only way he is able to do that, he needs the players around him to see that space, and you need to um, portray that information into your playmakers. That is the key, and the ones on the outside, your hookers, they are the ones usually on the edges or your wingers, they need to be relaying those that information into your playmakers so they can make that decision. It's it's easy for us to just keep putting that pressure on our tens, but we need to help our tens make those decisions. So um, it's a, the onus will be a lot on everyone. And that's what pressure does. It, it makes players react differently. We saw it with the Black Caps. We've seen it with the All Blacks, Black Ferns. When pressure's been put on, people go into their shells and then their focus gets narrow-minded. You need to be able to uh, adapt and, and withstand that pressure and still stay uh, stay in the present. So, yeah, love that text message. Um, here we go. Cam, Cam from Invercargill. That's from Cam. Yeah, Cam from Invercargill. He'll be wanting, he'll be wanting um, uh, Justin Marshall and Jimmy Cowan back in the number nine spot, I reckon. Eh? <laughs> They'll sort it out. Better. Get, get them back yeah. in the half. Better mongrel, eh? Just before you read that last one, mate. <laughs> Can you just who coached the All Blacks to win their uh, to the first World Cup in 1982? Is who coached them for our quiz, our Baz and Izzy frequency quiz? Who coached them? Hey, the John Ad said, "No, the All Whites." <laughs> oh, the John All Whites. Ad hey, said, "John yeah. Ad's head." Ad, like Ad, <laughs> just like in an case ad you didn't get it. <laughs> For ads, it's A D S and then head. So A D S and then head. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you weren't aware. Sorry, carry on as That'll ad. be tomorrow. That'll be tomorrow. John Ad's head. Okay. Tomorrow we'll get to him. So we're not gonna we're gonna cross over to Darren Gantt. He's uh he's a little bit busy, but I wanna talk. I don't know if you like the Baz, I love NFL. I love the NFL. And Cam Newton is the reason I supported the Carolina Panthers. And it was just great news throughout the week. The other day, I think it was Sunday or Monday, the news, Carolina Panthers have acquired and they signed Cam Newton back to where he started, back to where he took them to their first Super Bowl. And they lost against the Denver Broncos. But that's okay. Cam Newton is the reason why I support the Carolina Panthers. He was back and they actually were up against the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals were 8-1. and one. Very good side. Kyler Murray leading them around uh, the NFL, getting them some success, and they pumped them, mate. 34-10. Cam Newton got a touchdown, a rush touchdown, and he got a throwing touchdown. So he had a very good welcome back uh, to the NFL. And I know Joe in the background, he'll be um, 
Well, he loves his NFL. He loves his NFL. Was it big news, Joey? Are you, are you there or are you having conversations? Oh, he's talking. He doesn't even know. He'll be chatting to Joe Montana or someone probably in the oh, background. Joe Mon- <laughs> He kind of looks like an hey, NFL Joe. referee in that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, nice of you to join oh, us. Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, was just, I was just expecting issues, technical issues. I'm just doing my job. Oh. Sorry, what are you boys doing? All good, mate. I was just going to ask We're you t- about the Cam about... Newtons. Welcome back, mate. Well, how are you? Do we, you know I love the Carolina Panthers, mate. What do you think of his welcome back? Oh, yeah. I mean, You love your... Yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, he look. He only played like four snaps, though. I mean, he he only like he ran the ball once. He threw the ball twice, and the they, two happened to be a touchdown. So four snaps for a for a touchdown and a throw and touchdown. Yeah, but any, to Ronnie honestly, Anderson. anyone could have scored from there. I mean, it was just two yards out. It's not a big oh. deal. But uh, oh, and they've got, okay, they've got. I mean, okay. they've, well, they had Christian McCaffrey. He, hey, he Joe, the ball I'm gonna, to we're gonna set up an O line. We're gonna set up an O line for you, and you're gonna run it straight at me, and I'm gonna snap you in half. Get back to your work. <laughs> 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 there you go. Oh, Don't ever right, come on here and can for me. <laughs> it is eight fifty in the morning. Maybe Darren Gant didn't come on the show because he was offended by my pronunciation of his name. But we'll get him next time round. <laughs> but then Joe, well, he was just teeing up his his Zoom call with Tom Brady for later on in the afternoon. He loves dropping a name every now and then. It is eight fifty in the morning. We've got coming up after the break. It is the Doyen, the voice of sport in New Zealand, and we're going to get to him with. Temper, it's Ian Smith coming up soon. Yes, you are. It is 8.55 in the morning. We are almost done for Tuesday for us before we turn it over to the Doyen, Ian Smith. And he is going to take you from 9 through till 12 from the beautiful Hawks Bay. It is now time for us to sleep on it with Smitty for Temper. They've got mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body, body for unrivaled comfort and support. Smitty, are you there, my friend? Yes, I am, Baz. Good morning to you. Um, yeah, a busy morning ahead uh, for our show, and uh, you guys have been uh, pretty focused yourselves this morning. Yeah, yeah, we've been well, reasonably focused. As he was just lying down in his room, I see there in his studio, stretching. So he's he's almost clocked off, and we've had a bit of banter right throughout the entire day, some mispronunciations, and some strong opinions right throughout our show, including from Jim Kays. But, uh, no, a really, a really good show, mate. Um, we asked you yesterday, uh, our temper sleep mm-hmm. on a question was, are the All Blacks the premier sporting team in New Zealand? Do you have an answer for us? And why? Yeah, they are. Uh, they are. They are, because they always have been. Uh, and they uh, always will be. Uh, I, I think the reason why is because uh, when they lose, and we get that every now and then, uh, the reaction... Uh, is probably the most you'll get from anyone, the, the anti-reaction, the negative reaction. Um, when they win, we, we sort of take it for granted, but when they lose, and, and the reason that why we, they, you get that reaction and people start asking questions and almost pushing the panicking button is, is because uh, we care that much. So for that reason, uh, I think they, get, they draw the most headlines, um, they draw the most reaction, they draw the biggest crowds, they simply are. Still, they draw the biggest ratings on television, still... And they still, for that reason, they have to be our premier side. Beautiful. Hey, um, just just a quick one from from me, mate. Twenty four hours on, how how are you feeling about the World Cup final? 
Interesting, actually, when I talk to Macca about that too, um, I'm going to ask him, I, I could perhaps ask you as well, is, was there ever a big brother, little brother thing when you were playing Australia? Um, and and uh, was there ever a mental thing you had to jump before you even took the field? Um, yeah, well, uh, I guess that was kind of what I, I alluded to earlier. I think you've got to try and find a way to block that out and, and puff your chest out and and make sure that the bullets that you have in the chamber, you make sure you fire them when you take on Australia, otherwise they just run over the top of you, and that's kind of what I felt happened yesterday, mate. Did you ever feel like, as a captain, that you had to you had to urge your, your troops a little bit more mentally against Australia? Yep, yeah, I definitely did, um, and almost to the point where you had to fake some of the some of the situations as well, and and I think back to that game in the World Cup at, at Eden Park. Mate, in 2015 mm. where we just bowled our, our best bowlers out we just played our resources our strongest resource we just kept playing that card because then that way the guys who maybe didn't quite believe as much would hopefully jump in behind us um, and you had to try mm. and urge them that way just just use your biggest resource so yeah i couldn't agree more mate okay good subject actually we'll be on uh, with Macca shortly about that Good man. Awesome. Oh, you have a great day, awesome. Smitty. Look forward to catching up, mate. Izzy, all yours, my friend. Yeah, cheers, Smitty. Hope you have a cracking day, mate. Looking forward to hearing your conversation with Macca. Good mate. You'll be looking forward to getting on the golf course tomorrow, no doubt. But anyway, great show we've had. Been a great show throughout the morning. Thanks for all your input on the text line, double eight, double three. We'll be back tomorrow for Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies. John adds head is the answer for question number one. Anyway, we're back tomorrow. Have a cracking day. Stay safe wherever you are. Here's Trudy with the news. Ta kite anō.